Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got Anthony Fury, who you can read in the SunPost Media, and Bob Richardson, Senior Counsel over at National Public Relations. Hey, guys. Hello. Good evening. Let's talk about all the headlines. It's been one of those news cycles that we are just getting very big headlines about very big crimes that have really kind of rocked the nation. Where that's Terry Lee McClintock, you've got Elizabeth Wetlawer, Bernardo, and then of course we learn that Matthew DeGrood, who, uh, you know, he killed five people, five college kids, and not criminally responsible, but he is basically getting out into the public now. And for the families that are left behind on this thing, it is devastating. They have nothing. Does this become an election issue in your mind, Anthony? Uh, To some degree, yes. I think Trudeau could have done a better job of neutralizing the Terry Lynn McClintock thing. He got his back up about it. And they just said, oh, you you know, you you people, you rubes, you don't understand how the system works. Ralph Goodell can't personally dictate the case. Nobody was asking him to to, to drill down that deep. What you say is you say the Bill Clinton line, I feel your pain. I understand why people are frustrated. We will review all of this. And they kind of said that on the B side of the album. It took them a long time to get there. And they said, we're going to look into it and we're going to correct any mistakes because sure, you don't directly dictate people's people's particular files. I'm glad we don't live in a country uh, like that. But uh, the bottom line is we we do manage the overall policy and this whole thing of transferring people to healing lodges. I mean, maybe there's something fishy going on in the broader policy and you're darn right the government has a say in it. So Trudeau does need to do a better job of managing his response to it. Yeah, Bob, I mean, I don't know what their thought process was in handling it because it, it just exacerbated and made it all more worse. And of course, they couldn't have thought that more were coming down with it. Paul Bernardo or anybody else were a wet lawfer. But, you know, they got caught on their heels. And this is not an issue that Canadians, this is not a partisan issue. Well, you know what? I, I, I agree with Anthony overall. I mean, I just thought it was weird that the positioning of the issue. But God, when you don't spend time in Ottawa, I think you sort of gain sanity. And when you are in Ottawa, you get so partisan that sometimes you kind of lose your, you know, your mind on these sort of issues. But this one is a bit of a no brainer. I will say this about the issue. I think the Trudeau government is that much different than occurred under the previous government or the government before that. Sometimes people go into maximum security. Sometimes they move to medium. Sometimes they move uh, to other things like that. There, There is a progression on these. There are certain cases that I just don't know why governments would ever move them forward. But anyways, sometimes they do happen. So this was a bit of a political stunt, too, as well. Substance behind it, but it was a political stunt. And why was it a stunt? Because it was a stunt when the Liberal uh, government this week um, got a deal on NAFTA. Stunt this week because we moved forward on LNG in British Columbia. So let me tell you, these didn't have to talk about on the benches. Happy to have a chat about this. Yeah, we're having a bit of trouble in uh, your phone's digitizing just a little bit. Uh, uh, Bob, just a heads up on that. Um, Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, but yeah, go put some pipe cleaner on your head. Um, but yeah, it, it's look. I, I don't think that uh, won't be the first time. <laughs> nonetheless, I think it's left a bitter, bitter taste in a lot of people's mouth. I just don't know why they kind of doubled down on this. Well, I just thought it was goofy. Goofy, goofy to do, because there's no government in the world who wants to see any sort of, and no party in the world or no politician in the world wants to see somebody who's treated, who's been involved in such a heinous crime treated in a light fashion. 
Yeah. And I don't care what party it is. So to kind of not say that off the top, I found weird. Alex, we do have a bit of a problem with the with the not criminally responsible oh, and yeah. moving to the, the healing lodge and the psychiatric facility, Faisal Hussein, supposedly, you know, it all being chalked up to mental illness. I understand if somebody is, is in this state of psychosis, if someone has schizophrenia, and we go, okay, you know, they should still probably be away from society if they're so vulnerable that they can uh, go out and harm people. And, you know, Vince Lee being let back on because, oh, no, he's going to take his meds and he's practically just a different person. I, I don't buy that at all. I still think he needs to be be put away because maybe he can not take his meds the same issue he had like before and but but what i don't get with wet laugher with terry lynn mcclintock in these cases no it just doesn't apply here i mean clearly wet laugher was a high functioning adult who was not you know suffering from uh, some wild psychosis for most of her adult life so why does she need to be in a psychiatric facility right now i just, I just don't buy it the other thing bob and i'll wrap it up on this is that you know there has to be a swing back in justice because if justice is not seen to be done then it's not justice and when it comes to the victim we need to do more for them as far as support i'm a hundred percent with you on yeah. this bernardo's bernardo is the best example of that if we followed if he was a model prisoner he might be out today Ugh. Absolutely, yeah. under no condition should yeah. he ever see sunlight. No, but neither should McClintock. Neither should Wetlawfer. No, no. But but, but they will. But what we do is, you know, we need to follow process. But at the same time, we also need to have common sense. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions, going head to head. With counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Let's talk a little bit. Uh, we'll do carbon tax, and then, as I've now been told, it is Cristiano. Or Ronaldo, not Ronaldo, not Christian, but Christian Ronaldo. Let's talk uh, the Canadian uh, carbon tax, not uh, being loved by a lot of provinces. Now the fifth province has rejected it. Doug Ford out uh, at a rally with Doug Ford tonight. This is going to be a big issue, uh, Bob, I think, come election time, because Trudeau is doubling down. He is campaigning on it, but it is being rejected province-wide in this, cro- in this country. Well, I mean, this is not the first time in uh, in Canadian history where you have a federal government of a certain stripe, and then all of a sudden the provinces go the other stripe. Yep. By the way, they have to work on it and get to, uh, together. So I'm not sure that these elections mm-hmm. are a referendum on the carbon tax. With great respect in Ontario, yep. there was one election, there was one issue last time, and that was Kathleen Wynne. Yep. Uh, and we got, you know what, handed to us as a result of that. So... So, you know, let, let's wait and see where this one plays itself out. I think it's a bit facile to say, you know, because the Tories in Alberta, by the way, who control the province for 75 of the last 80 years, are going to be elected. It's because of the carbon tax. It's because they're conservatives in Alberta. Yeah, and oil and all the rest of it. And the last time was a protest vote. But nonetheless, the, the premiers, I think, who are opposed to this, they're going to make noise, Anthony. Alex, oh, and I don't, I, I, I don't think... Go ahead, Bob. I don't think it's been handled well federally either. What's the reason for the carbon tax? What are the benefits out of it? Mm-hmm. I don't think the communications has been good. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. That's okay. It, you know, Alex, I, I've studied the policy and the politics of the issue extensively. I've written about it a lot. The, the bottom line is, I'm gonna, and I'm going to disagree with Bob on this one here. Yes, Trudeau mentioned it during the 2015 campaign. You can go back. You can find it in the Real Change platform. He didn't go on about it a lot, like the, the infrastructure spending, the deficit spending. Uh, it was not a, a major thing that got people to the ballot box. And yes, Kathleen Wynne was booted out, and her unpopularity was a big decisive point. But I got to tell you, 
when when Doug Ford announced he was running for leader, when he won, when the campaign was announced, I was physically at all those events and and people cheered for him. They cheered when he said he's going to cut taxes. They cheered for this. And then he said, I'm getting rid of the carbon tax. I have never heard such thunderous, visceral response from people about this. It is loathed. And also at general events where there are regular people. So it was a pretty big issue. And I saw the Ontario election as a pseudo referendum on Kathleen Wynne. And and, and, uh, just before Bob responds to that, the more the more people learn about the carbon tax, the less they like it. It's one of those inverse things where support for it is actually a low information voter thing. This, this guy has a mandate to be anti-Kathleen Wynne uh, to suggest that people were lining up at the uh, at the ballot box to vote against the cabinet, uh, the, the carbon tax, which, by the way, no one understands. <laughs> Not um, even Trudeau. Let, let's, let, let's start with that point before we go anywhere is ridiculous. At the end of the day, at, at the end of the day, um, look, the federal government has done a terrible job enunciating what this is supposed to be about. But there is not wild outrage across the country about the carbon tax because, quite frankly, nobody understands what it means or what it's about. But, Alex, if you ask people, do you support the new uh, Harry DeWolf naming for uh, Arctic sovereignty, they're going to go, what? They've never heard of that. If you say, do you support the carbon tax, maybe they're not going to be able to give you details, but they'll give you an answer. They're going to say no. All right, let's talk soccer, shall we? Because Cristiano Ronaldo, um, what I do know is that he's one of the highest, if not the highest paid soccer players in the world. I mean, he's accused of rape now. This is an investigation that has been reopened in the United States. It involves allegations dating back 10 years ago with a woman in Vegas. I guess they allegedly met up. And yesterday we were told not playing in Portugal, but he will play in Italy. Here's the lawyer for the woman uh, who has accused him. She has uh, uh, a lot of problems. Um, uh, attributable to the 2009 um, sexual assault. Uh, it's clearly stated in her reporting uh, to the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, and it's consistently been reported uh, to... Um, she has con- been very consistent in her reporting of that. Okay, so Bob, you're the soccer guy here. Uh, a guy like Christian Ronaldo uh, is a star. He sells massive amounts of tickets, paraphernalia, you know, you name it, he's got it. Is he done? Because there seems to be different rules when it comes to sports stars, me too, or it's just indicative that there's a real schizophrenic approach when dealing with this kind of thing. Well, for, full disc- uh, disclosure, I'm on the board of uh, the uh, Canadian Soccer Federation, yep. uh, which is a, a member of, uh, of FIFA, just so people know. Look, That's why I wanted to when, ask you, because I knew you'd know all about this. So, look, when anyone is, uh, when complaints are brought out, up about anyone, it immediately comes about process. I don't care whether they're a star. I don't care whether they're on the bench. What has to happen is there has to be proper process that's put in place and they have to do they have to investigate police are investigating there's a variety of things going on mm-hmm. and that needs to happen i think the portuguese um, um federation probably did the right thing they seem to have benched them for their games coming up and pending you know investigation and what's happening here and that's probably appropriate under the circumstances but this is about proper process and making sure that people are treated everyone is treated the same. Yeah, it's interesting though, Anthony, because you know we haven't had too many in the sports world. You had the Osuna matter, which was a domestic uh, situation, but he's still playing. And hey, you know, if these guys win, a lot of people will be forgiven. But you know, I think this stings. I don't know if he survives it. 
I actually had somebody who who's in the sports world who told me quite sort of openly non-politically correct terms that us politics people don't usually speak. And he said that's because professional athletes uh, use prostitutes. So they know to keep it in a realm where it is not actually going to get out. So I don't know. And Cristiano Ronaldo maybe violated some sort of thing that they usually do. I don't know. Um, I, I, I hope. You know, to Bob's point, if there are actually processes going on and, and police are actually involved, I mean, that is a that is a, a, a higher threshold and greater involvement than we're seeing in others' allegations that are that are surfacing around there. You know, I'm referencing Well, well, well there's Kavanaugh no due so process forth. in the Me Too movement. So, again, you're talking about putting processes in place, but we don't have an actual cohesive way to deal with this. It's just that people are coming forward when right. they find the strength or the, the ambition to do so. Yeah, yeah and I think yeah. in this era when, when a lot of people are, are feeling emboldened to come forward, there's probably a lot of people feeling emboldened to also come forward with, with, with dubious claims and so forth, shakedown reason claims and so forth. So I hope we get to the truth of the matter and I think the people who are accused deserve very, very speedy uh, access to justice on this as well because when you're talking about a 10-year-old case, a 35-year-old case and look, Alex, I hope one of the takeaways from the Me Too movement is if you have been assaulted, uh, you should go to law enforcement ASAP and yep. get access to justice because a lot of these, te- as the Gomeshi case teaches us, we're probably going to find from the Harvey Weinstein stuff, you- you're not really going to get anything out of a decade old No, you'll, case. you'll get headlines, but the process will just be that headlines and it won't actually get resolution. Yep. All right, Bob, you think you'll, uh, I guess you won't be coming to Toronto then, really? When is it, 2025? Yeah, I, I, I think it's <laughs> probably a pretty quiet period for, for him okay. and uh, let, uh, let the do justice uh, move forward. All right, guys. Thank you so much for giving up your Friday. Appreciate it, especially on a long weekend. That is uh, Anthony Fury and Bob Richardson joining us on this Turkey Weekend. Happy Thanksgiving to you both. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.